Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry, Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast, where we, our endeavor will be to study and speak on the book, which is known as Poetry and a Love Story, The Song of Solomon. Let us go to the throne of grace this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you as the author and finisher of our faith. We come to you, Father, as the creator of heaven and earth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your only begotten Son that came into the world in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. And Father, as we come today, we commit our spirit to you. Our minds are stayed on thee that you might give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we bind the works of the flesh. We bind the pride of life, the lying tongue, the backbiter, the whisper, the hate of God, which is Satan. Father, we come today, Lord, loosen your angels and count about us, Lord God, lest we dash our feet against a stone. Father, we come today, Lord, asking that you would bless your people through your word today. We know that it would not return to you void, but it will accomplish and prosper unto the thing that you have sent it to do. And Father, now in the name of Jesus, we declare the glory of the Lord upon your people, and we thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. The Song of Solomon. Who is the author of this book? Solomon wrote the Song of Solomon according to the first verse. The song is one of 1,005 that Solomon wrote. Reference to 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32. The title of Songs of Solomon is a superlative, meaning this is the best one. The date of writing. Solomon most likely wrote this song during the early part of his reign. This would place the date of the composition around 965 BC. What was the purpose of the writing? The Song of Solomon is a lyric poem written to extol the virtues of love between a husband and his wife. The poem clearly presents marriage as God's design. A man and woman are to live within the context of marriage, loving each other spiritually, emotionally, and physically. The book combats two extreme ascensions. Systems, the denial of all pleasure and the hindrance that pursuit is the pursuit of only pleasure. The marriage profiled in the Song of Solomon is a model of care, commitment, and delight. What is the key verse? Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse seven; chapter three, verse five; and chapter eight, verse four. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 1. Eat, O friend, and drink. Drink of your, your fill, O lovers. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6 and 7. Place me 
like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death, is jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love, rivers cannot wash it away. If one were to give all the wealth of his house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Brief, what's the brief summary? The poetry takes the form of a dialogue between a husband and the king and his wife, the Shumanite. We can divide the book into three sections. The courtship found in Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 1. Chapter 3, verse 5, the wedding, chapter 3, verse 6 through 5, and the maturing marriage, chapter 5, verse 2, and chapter 8, verse 14 are these references. The song begins before the wedding and the bride to be to the with the betrothed, her betrothed, and she looks forward to his intimate careness. However, she advised letting love develop naturally in its own time. The king praises the Shumanite beauty, overcoming her feelings of insecurity about her appearance. The Shumanite has a dream in which she loses Solomon and searches throughout the city for him. With the help of the city guard, she finds her beloved and clings to him taking him to a safe place. Upon awakening, she repeats her injunction not to force love. On the wedding night, the husband again praises the beauty of his wife in highly symbolic language. In high symbolic language. The wife invites her spouse to partake of all she has to offer. To, they make love, and God blesses their union. As the marriage matures, the husband and wife go through a difficult time, symbolized in another dream. In the second dream, the Shumanite rebuffs her husband, and he leaves. Overcome with guilt, she searches the city for him, but this time, instead of helping her, the gods beat her, symbolic of her pain conscious. Things end happily as the lovers reunite and are re reconciled. As the song ends, both the husband and wife are confident and secure in their love. They sing of the lasting nature of true love, and they yearn to be in each other's presence. What is the full sharing? Some Bible interpreters see the Song of Solomon as an exact symbolic reputation of Christ and his church. Christ is seen as the king while the church is represented by the Shumanite. While we believe the book should be understood literally as a depiction of marriage, there are some elements that foreshadow the church and her relationship with her king, the Lord Jesus. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 4, describes the experience of every believer who is sought and bought by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We are in a place of great spiritual wealth and are covered by his love. Verse 16 of chapter 2 states this. My beloved is mine and I am his. He feed his flock among the lilies. Here is a picture of not only the security of the believers in Christ, referenced in John chapter 10, verse 28 and 29, but of, good, of the good shepherd who knows his sheep, believers, and lays down his life for us, referenced in John chapter 10, verse 11. What is the proper, proper practical application? Our world is confused about marriage. The prevalence of divorce and modern attempts to redefine marriage stands in glaring contrast to Solomon's song. Marriage, says the biblical poet, is to be celebrated, enjoyed, and revered. Let me say that again. Marriage, says the biblical poet, is to be celebrated, enjoyed, and revered. The book provides some practical guidelines for strengthening our marriage. Number one, give your spouse the attention he or she needs. Take the time to truly know your spouse. Number two, encouragement and praise, not criticisms, criticism, are vital to a successful relationship. Number three, enjoy each other. Plan some getaways, be creative, even playful with each other, delight in God's gift of marriage, love, married love. Number four, do whatsoever is necessary to reassure your commitment to your spouse. Renew your vows, work through problems, and do not consider divorce as a solution. God intends for you both to live in a deeply peaceful, secure love. Sisters and brothers of Christ, this is a self-explanatory depiction of Scripture. When we marry, some of us, we marry for the wrong reasons. Some marry for money, some marry for prestige, some marry just because they are sexually attracted to the person. Yet these things are not founded in the love of God. Only love can hold us together. We have a sinful nature that opposes anything that looks like love. We don't love ourselves. We don't love our neighbors. We don't love those that abide in the homes with us. We, some of us don't even love our children. But the point here today in Baptist is a marriage. I want to express about the marriage between Christ and his church. We now uh, do not realize that the church is going through a great falling away, as the Bible stated. And the love in many churches and in the hearts of men have waxed cold. We don't have a flaming love for each other, love for the word of God and the ways of God. We think that we own everything, that we can go through life the way we want to and attain the things that we think is best for us, but yet we leave out the most, the most important part of life, and that is love, the love of God, the love that carried our Savior to the cross.
carried him to the cross that we might be redeemed from the curse of the law of sin and death. To love, you might as well not to love, is to be dead. Because love is life and God is love. As we have read this particular passage of scripture in the book, that we call it a love poem. A lot of people avoid this writing because they really truly don't understand it. And a lot of them that do understand it really don't want to obey it or to be a part of what it is depicting to each one of us in our lives and our marriages. The courts are making many money. The divorce lawyers are making much, much money every day by delusions of marriage. So I say to you today, sisters and brothers of Christ, first of all, get married to Christ. And if you can marry Christ, that means bury him in your heart. Take him on as your, like it says in the scripture, thy creator is thy husband. If you can do that, then you can begin to tear down the walls, which is the flesh that will separate us from the love of God and the marriage between God and his bride, the church. May God bless you. May God smile upon you. And may he give you peace.